Leave me out, cuz. <laughs> nah, bro. Disrespect. Jay. Yeah, I'm in. What up, friend? Can y'all hear me? What up? Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yo. Jay. This the only time we'll ever be friends <laughs> is on podcast. It's a sad day in this group. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Yesterday shenanigans for what? Hey, listen, man, I'm putting this on Facebook, so it can't too much information be spewed. All right, so relax. Uh, <laughs> All right, so, uh, so good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I'm here to talk about life, man. It's episode 18 of the Open Minded Podcast. Uh, the date is July 2nd. Um, I got an all-star episode. Uh, some of my best text friends ever um, are in the building. Uh, let me not let me not have to stress text friends as much as possible because uh, we're not friends in real life. Uh, so yeah, I got wow. yeah, man. <laughs> so I got four of my homies Some in the building, us. man. My boy Benson, say what's up to the people though. I helped you move. You did, facts. What up, people? A newcomer to the group. The wildest one that y'all love. <laughs> A newcomer to the group. Somebody that we just met last week, Israel Johnson. What's up, bro? <laughs> Go ahead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My boy Mott June in the building. Say what's up, June? What up? Yeah. Oh, there's. <laughs> Just had to make sure it was you. And then my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my boy Jared Jabron Jones. Yeah, I'm saying government. Who's this, Jay? What's up? What's up? <laughs> All right, so man, so we got a lot to get to today. Like I said, this is an All Star episode, man. Got the whole squad in the building. Um, so I want to kick off the episode. Obviously, we're going to get to the NBA free agency. That's probably going to be the bulk of the show. Uh, but there was a topic that came up via group chat uh, that I brought to the table uh, in reference to a Facebook interview uh, or Facebook video that I saw um, about a young couple. Uh, the gist of the interview was that uh, the young man still wanted to smash uh, the girl in the interview in the uh, video. Uh, but she wanted a full-fledged relationship, and he didn't want that. Uh, he was honest with her, uh, but then when she said that they couldn't have sex, uh, he was upset, which didn't make no sense to me. Um, and it just kind of got me thinking, like, man, this is where the generation is, our generation is, as far as dating, uh, which is sad. Uh, so this is just a brief little topic before we get into the NBA free agency. Um, I just want to kind of get y'all's opinion on the state of our generation as far as uh, dating goes. What do y'all think it is right now? It sucks. Damn millennials. <laughs> Why y'all think that though? Because me personally, I believe mm. that male and female, they they both say they want something they don't want. Okay. If you listen to a female talk, she wants you to be real with her. She wants you to tell her the truth from the jump and let her decide. Right. Well, if you're man enough to do so and you do just that and you let her know, hey, you know, I talk to other girls. I, I, I mess with other girls. I do other things. He has an attitude. Right. So why ask me to keep it real with you and why ask me to let you know if I want to be exclusive or if I want to see other people and then you still cop an attitude. Right. So you think it doesn't make sense? No, I so mean you think. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I mean, he 
he he is honest as far as like letting her know that he's looking for that. But at the same time, he can't be mad if she's not down. I agree. Right. So y'all think the gist of it is the fact that honesty is is it is a big portion of it. Like basically, you saying like uh like Amont was saying like girls say that they want the truth, but then when the men give it to them, they don't like it. So you think that that's the biggest issue with it as far as like dating? Um, me personally, I've been on both ends of the spectrum. Mm. Being real with somebody always, you know, it always confuses them, and then it confuses yourself because then you're like, "Well, I was honest. I told you this is what I wanted, and then now all of a sudden you want to get your feelings involved." When I told you strictly, it ain't no feelings. It's just you know us having some casual fun time and then move right. forward. I mean, a female gets emotionally attached, whereas men, we are more physical. We see, we, we, we express ourselves differently to females. So a woman always wants the emotional aspect of a male, and a male sometimes doesn't want to give that emotional aspect. And I think that's where a lot of our generation is confused. But they don't understand. As I don't know if that's just <laughs> to male and female, though. It, it could be girls that are on the same thing, and a guy will get salty. So True. It may be more of a generational True. thing than anything. Right. But then again, I mean, I don't know about um, our parents, but I know our grandparents, they they probably didn't put up with that shit regardless. That's the same so way. It was either uh, marriage or, or nothing. Sorry. Those. What in the world? Those, did you just have a stroke? <laughs> Two connections. Wow. <laughs> 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 you gonna have to get off that Metro PCS. Yeah, fam. I don't know what happened though. Hey, Jay, you got any? You got you got anything to add to this topic? Yeah, I have a little bit of a different idea on uh, mm. what the uh, the reason why it's a little bit harder to date. Um, I kind of feel like, man, maybe we're a little too sexual in this day and age. Like, I feel like today's day and age is hypersexual almost because of the way we've grown up with sex being on TV all the time. And I feel like a lot of times in potential relationships, I don't get into your phone conversation. People are putting the sex before actually getting to know. I said no. Okay, I didn't think. Those, no. those, what, what is going on? I heard you got a segue. <laughs> What's going on? I can't hear y'all. Shut up. <laughs> Where's all this money coming from? <laughs> you got a new show? Who muted me? When I finish with you, Santa. Oh yeah, I just think. Um, I think maybe. Um, Maybe people are putting too much of a premium on sex, man, and not putting more emphasis on getting to know the person. Then, if you do that, you will you will be able to take their honesty more to the heart instead of taking it personally as like this or something. I think I think you have a point. You have a really good point. I mean, y'all know me personally, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, I'm married. Um, but uh, me personally, 
Um, I definitely took the route as, as far as not having sex before marriage. You feel me? Um, those stop talking through your cable box. <laughs> you gotta do that. But but yeah, like I feel like personally, like I said, I took I took the thought process of uh of not uh having sex before marriage. Um, so I think that that was a big piece, you know what I'm saying, and me and my wife's uh, relationship being able to, to fuel and work. Obviously, that doesn't mean uh, that, you know what I'm saying, just because you're not having sex, that doesn't mean your relationship is going to last, obviously. But I think that, uh, like I said, with, with my faith in Jesus Christ, you know what I'm saying, I think that that was definitely a, a catapult into us being ready to at least be married, you know what I mean, and to explore that option after after. Uh, after you know what I'm saying the initial relationship, so I definitely understand both like everybody's point. Um, I just think it's sad that that we're in a day and age that it's the typical standard to have sex, you know what I'm saying, and just not be in a relationship or be married. Um, and like I said in that video that that I'm referencing that uh, I put um, in the group chat via Facebook, I just think it's sad that the individual was just like, man, this man is crazy how shorty don't want me to have sex with her. Uh, but I don't want to be in a relationship with her. Like it just sounds like a, a complete different spectrum uh, from the woman's perspective, as opposed to the man's. Uh, even though Shorty was wrong too, because I feel like she shouldn't try to change the dude. You know what I mean? If he wants to not be in a relationship, you need to move on. You know what I mean? I just think that um, mentally, man, it just seems like our 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 whole our whole generation, man, isn't as strong as I would want it to be. I don't want to. I don't want to compare it to other generations because I really don't know. Uh, what other generations, you know what I'm saying, that the mentality in the other generations were. So I'm not about to speak and try to compare and contrast, but I just think that I wish that our mentalities were a little stronger as opposed to, you know, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying, having a, a firm root in a relationship and a faith in, in, in God. I think that that's the extreme key. I feel like if both parties are on that that uh, that uh, different spectrum and that different time, then I think I think I think you're looking at a different generation. I think that we could be stronger, um, and I, I think more relationships would uh, definitely be lasting right now. So this is my personal opinion. I just kind of wanted to get y'all's uh, opinion on that on that video and on this topic. Um, so I definitely appreciate that. Uh, but now this is the, but now this is the funner part of you know what I'm saying the episode. I definitely wanted to get into the free agency. Uh, that whole nine, but before that, uh, obviously, I know this is a thing a couple weeks ago, uh, but the NBA uh, had its awards um, at the end of the season. Uh, I want to say it was like a week or two ago. Uh, so I want to I, I want to get y'all's opinion on how y'all feel like the NBA awards went. Do you agree? So I know as far as obviously uh, the most cultivated uh, award is the MVP. Obviously, James Harden got that. Um, in my personal opinion, I agree with it. Uh, so do y'all agree with that? Yes. Yeah, I agree with it. I think I would have agreed with it more if it was right after the season. But then letting – I know it's supposed to be a, a seasonal, regular season award, but us seeing LeBron do all that he did in the postseason, that didn't really matter. Yeah, no, I definitely did not agree. And I hate the fact that the, the way they're doing it now, it used to be like in round one and like in like the game two, they would give out the MVP award. And now it's like the season's over, you know what I'm saying? Niggas is yeah. partying for a week and then all oh, year come back to these awards so I can give out a regular season MVP when people don't remember. You know what I mean? The only thing they remember is the uh, yeah. playoffs. So I hate the fact that they do it like that. But, it, but, but if you look at the uh, – 
the stats, uh, the the team winning, uh, I just think that Harden it made sense. You know what I'm saying? I know I know Harden was 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 a top three uh candidate for the MVP for the past three years. Uh but me being me me and him being a, a my favorite player in the NBA right now, kind of biased um in that regard. But I definitely think that him averaging thirty points, eight assists and five rebounds, them having the best record in the uh NBA, obviously, uh the Rockets. Uh, 65 wins better than the Warriors. Um, I just think that this was his year. You know what I'm saying? I, I know what LeBron did. He definitely killed. But I just think it makes more sense, man, to give it to the man who, like I said, led his team to a better record and averaged the most points in the league. You know what I'm saying? So that's my opinion, man. I think that the the NBA could still have the awards show when they have it. They just need to announce the winners early. That's true. Yeah, it's just like the Hall of Fame. We know who's in the Hall of Fame like a month, a month and a half before they actually go to the Hall of Fame. Right. Just announce it and we have the award show later. You just, I mean, I think the NBA is focusing on how they could be in the line like 365 days a year. And that's not a bad thing. That's how you get your money. Yeah. But well, do you think that I mean, you think that the NBA awards would be as entertaining if you already knew who, who, who was going to win? Because people show up for the stars, so I I, I believe that it will be. It be. It's like I understand the the thrill of it. it, like the Academy Awards or the Grammys or anything. You don't find out until you're actually there. Right. But with the NBA, I mean, it's kind of hard for me not to believe that at the end of the season, a good percentage of the country didn't believe that James Harden was the MVP. True. Over the body of his work. And, like, and look, I don't take anything from LeBron. I can gladly admit that he's probably going to go down the best player to ever play the game when it's all said and done. Especially with this move to the Lakers now, if it pans out. Because, essentially, he, he may have just saved the organization. True that. So, uh, I, I mean, all that put aside at the end of the season – I really – it wasn't no 1A, 1B to me. It was a clear-cut James Harden had won it. Yeah, I agree. Just I agree. off of the record of Houston, uh, his performance, and then looking at LeBron, I mean, don't get me wrong, his team wasn't what it's been in the past, but the record showed that, you know, they weren't a very good team. Right. So, I mean, they had a, a great player, but at the end of the day, you're – you just weren't a very good team. Right. Yeah, I so, think I think that you definitely, you know what I'm saying, I used to, to be a huge uh, proponent against this, but I definitely feel like you have to reward a player who is winning. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think it's easy to put up stats on a bum team, but if you're winning, you know what I'm saying, I think you definitely have to hold that in higher regard as opposed to somebody who's averaging 40 and you're on the 16-1 team. You know what I mean? Obviously, that, was, that wasn't the case with LeBron, but they were a fourth in the East as opposed to James Harden being in a tougher conference and being number one in the in the, in, in the West. Uh, so I definitely agree. Uh, what do you think, Ish? No, I was going to say it, it shows, just like what you're talking about with the winning, it shows with Booker, like averaging 24-25 and then, you know, not making all-star game or – all NBA, like winning does matter. If you're only going to win 20 games, they're not going to look at you at, at your heightened stat. Nah, yeah, that's a fact. I agree. Hey, Booker, get an early mention in the podcast. Yeah, is you wild? <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what y'all think about the uh, defensive player of the year? I think Rudy Gobert got that. Uh, 
In my right. personal opinion, I think AD got robbed. Uh, I think the fact that he was a top three in uh, MVP and uh, defensive player of the year, I think he should have got one. Obviously, he wasn't getting MVP because, I because I mean, I feel like we all agree that Harden deserved it. But I feel like the defensive player of the year, man, I mean, I feel like AD, the weight that he had to carry um, on the offensive end and then on the defensive end, I think he led the league in blocks. I mean, I just feel like, come on, bro, you got to get a man something, bro. He had a he had a, a honestly a historic season. You know what I'm saying? I think he averaged 28 points a game, three blocks a game. Obviously, he's going to be first team all NBA, but I mean, come on, bro. I think that he should have walked away with some type of hardware. Uh, and go bear missed the portion of the ex- season, too. Exactly, bro. I feel like the hype was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, or whatever. I guess I guess the Donovan Mitchell effect kind of rolled over the, to him. But and I and I also feel like you said, I mean, I know I know this is a regular season award, but the fact that the Pelicans were able to to a sweep uh the third seed in the Portland Trailblazers, I'm glad Dose is not on here, so so he wouldn't spaz out, but I mean, I just think that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, the effort that he did on both ends, bro, I just think that he got robbed. That's just my opinion. I really do. But you know what, Swan? The same way that you said um, Anthony Davis should have got something because he wasn't going to get the MVP, that's kind of the same way that Rudy Gobert ended up getting defensive MVP because they're like, man, the Jazz is overachieving. Somebody got to be awarded for it. You know what I mean? Right, that's true. It's like I'm, it's like the same that same time that uh, they put four dudes from the Atlanta Hawks on the All Star team, like Damari Carroll and yeah. Kyle Corver. Like, come on, bro, they ain't All Stars, but they was having a great. Damari team. led the team in scoring that year. Molly, chill out. Don't, don't. I'm just saying he he led their team in don't, scoring even more than Al. Horford. Yeah, but don't justify that. Okay? Don't say <laughs> even more than Al Horford. Like he's a prolific scorer. <laughs> Marty's balling right now. But Al Horford was the best player on that team. But I thought Paul Millsap led the league. I mean, that that, that team. Maybe I'm thinking the year after, but it might have been the year after uh, Paul Millsap left. DeMarc Carroll averaged the most on that team before he got traded away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he did at one point. I don't think – I don't even think he was an all-star that year, though. It was Paul Millsap, Al Horford – uh, uh, Corver and and T T T. Yeah, yeah, Jay, you give it up, man. Too much credit, <laughs> Izzy. So, what you think? I mean, I feel like you look like Rudy Gobert. So, do you agree that? Uh, <laughs> 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 do you agree that that uh, he should have got it? Because they had like one of the higher ranked defenses. I think it's kind of the uh, the key to why he got it. But I think Anthony Davis is definitely a better post defender, especially for how much he has to do offensively when Gobert's pretty much asked to only defend, you know. Right. But, so you're saying, because Izzy, Izzy, Izzy and mine are always good for a damn statistic. So you're saying that the Jazz had a better defensive rating than the, um, than the Pelicans? Yeah. Oh, wow. All right, well, I mean, if you want to bring up numbers, then whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think AD deserved it as far as uh, what he did this year, blocks-wise and everything like that. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a, I think that's a generational thing, too, the eye test over stats. Right. It is, bro. I think this I – think, I think our generation is purely on stats. And the eye yeah, test matters, bro. Is so big right now. 
Yeah, like the eye test matters, but I think it's kind of hard to argue with the analytics because I think that's what the Warriors go off of. Um, and obviously, them niggas is wild successful. Obviously, they got four all stars, but I think that that's the premise of their 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 assistant. So, I mean, I think I mean I think you know what I'm saying it's, it's a double edged sword. You know, it has pros and cons, but I think that we disregard the eye test so much, bro, because that matters. It definitely matters. It, it definitely does, and they got so many advanced stats now that I think really kills it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, Demari Carey averaged 15 in the snow for two weeks. Like, bro, nobody cares about that. <laughs> like, so what? Like, come on, bro. I hate that. Yeah. I really hate that, man. Yeah. Like, they got, like, the wins accounted for and all that stuff. I, I think that kind of throws you off from, like, what the player's actually doing on the court. Yeah, for real. I agree. I hate that. So what stats would y'all keep and what would y'all Points. get rid of? Get rid of all advanced stats. Yes. So, like, plus, minus, and all that? Yeah, that's dumb. And get rid of uh the possession, like, what is it called? I forgot what it's called when it's like. Usage? Yeah, the usage rate. Get rid of that, bro. Nobody can't, like, in basketball, based on the team that you're on, um, a, a player is going to be used more. That's just how it is. Right. Like, you can't say that LeBron is – it's not as good as KD because his usage rate is better. LeBron can handle the ball better than uh than uh like like uh, LeBron can one to one better than KD can. So of course his usage rate is uh, going to go higher. Like that's I don't think that 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 tells the story well. I think uh, I think I would get rid of all advanced stats except for plus minus. I like the plus minus because it it kind of like gives you the ability to mix and match and see what players are the best on the court with each other. Mm-hmm. But that's about it for real. Uh, yeah, yeah, all that like wins above replacement stuff. I don't like that. Yeah, that's too much, bro. Like, I don't know. I'm just an old school type of, you know what I'm saying, basketball fan. Like, literally. I do think, though, I do think advanced stats is a great thing for like middling guys in the league, like non superstars, like role players. Mm-hmm. I think it works out great for them. That's exactly what it is. They can, That's true. They can point to something like, hey, this is what I'm bringing to the table. I might score three and a half. But I <laughs> That's mean, how Christian Thompson got $80 million. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay, that, that does make sense. That's true. Because somebody like Dougie McDermott, uh, who just signed uh, three-year $22 million to the Pacers, I feel like he went to them with an advanced stat. Like, listen, okay, yeah, I've never I'm not killing. But... Highlight. Never. Yeah. No, I can't. No. No, definitely not. Especially since he stepped out of crazy. Nobody knows who he is. But I agree. Uh, so the last uh, NBA awards that we're going to uh, talk about before we get to free agency is six men in a year. Um, I feel like we all can agree uh, that two wives, Lou Willville, got it. Uh, does that <laughs> does that make sense to y'all? Oh, yeah. Yes. I think uh, every year you could really flip a coin between Lou Will and Eric Gordon, and you won't be wrong, really. True that. I think I think that Eric Gordon, you know, what I'm saying he definitely started a, a couple games uh, with uh, Chris Paul uh, being out. I think I think Chris Paul missed twenty twenty four games this year, uh, so I think that 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 kind of hurt his case. Uh, but honestly, man, I just think that that's a, a, a woozy. I don't know. I think that they got to put a ministry restriction on that because I feel like Lou Willville, like he plays 
starter minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he'll start on the bench, and then three minutes into the game, he'll come in and play the rest of the game. It's like, I mean, I and understand. he's a star of the team shots. Exactly, bro. Like, I respect it. You know what I'm saying? Because he is effective. I mean, he dropped 50 on, on the Warriors this year. So, he's definitely effective. So, he, so I definitely think that he should be in contention. Why not every just starting then? That's what I don't get, bro. I feel like if it's it's in his contract, like, listen, I need to get that bonus for six minutes of the year, so take me off the bench, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Let Wesley Johnson start and then bring me in. Yuck. <laughs> and especially since it's not like the Clippers was just had an abundance of scoring. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was obvious that he was – the most prolific score for them, obviously, when Blake left. You know what I mean? So, I don't understand why you wouldn't start him, but I don't know. I mean, I like, obviously, Lou, Lou Will, so I'm not mad that he got that award. I think he was the most efficient off the bench, but I think it's it's a weird window when you talk about minutes off of the bench as opposed to starting minutes. So, I just think that that's a little sketchy to me. Yeah. So, but, what, would, what would you put the minutes cap at? Bro, I think, honestly. 28. Right. I think that it should be three quarters. So, 12 times three, 36 minutes. I mean, I feel like that should be it, bro. I don't think you should be able to play 42 minutes and be like, but I, but but six minutes, you know what I'm saying? I start on the bench. Like, that's not – like, you're not a bench player doing that. I don't agree with that. This is my opinion. But, all right, so I wanted to get into free agency. Uh, obviously, the NBA free agency started yesterday, I believe. Uh so obviously, you know what I'm saying, the big headline is LeBron James signed for four year, 154 million to the Lakers. Uh I think I think a lot of the analysts kind of saw that coming. We even we, we even kind of saw that coming. But um some of the some of the free agents um uh, that have been apparent so far. Uh so I'm gonna just name a few. So Chris Paul uh signed for four year, 160 million to Houston. Uh Paul George remains uh, at OKC for four year, 137 million. Uh, DeAndre Jordan uh, did a verbal commitment to the Mavs for one year, $24.1 million. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely weird. I definitely think he's worth that money, but I think they had to just, you know, throw away some cash, whatever the case may be. Um, Trevor Ariza uh, joined my boy Jay in, uh, in uh, the dusty sands of uh, the Suns for one year, $15 million. Um, Derek Rose signed a minimum contract for $2.3 million to the Wolves. Uh, Kevin Durant obviously stayed in uh, Golden State for two years, $60 million. Uh, Doug McDermott, like we uh, spoke about earlier, uh, three-year, $22 million to the Pacers. Um, Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee both uh, joined LeBron James and the Lakers. Uh, Lance for one, one year, $4.5 million. Uh, JaVale for one year, $2 million. Uh, so what was the biggest free agency surprise to y'all so far? I think that uh, the one you forgot, which was um, Maryland's Noel to OKC. <laughs> hey. Wait, that happened? That just yeah, happened just, about five minutes. It just happened just now, yeah. Oh, Melo's out of there. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't name that for a reason, is he? So no, don't I, I just yeah. I, I, I assume you you wasn't aware yet, but the great Maryland's Noel did OKC in case you Yeah, they about to buy Melo out. It don't bring trash to my to my podcast as y'all appreciate that. I, I apologize. Um, you so said the biggest surprise? Yeah. Paul George. Think so? I thought he was gonna go to LA. Okay. Why? I, I didn't say uh I didn't. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to LA. You too. know, bro, honestly, my biggest surprise is Chris Paul. I don't my, think that's he, mine too. 
bro, I don't think he's worth for the four year 160 million. Exactly. I don't exactly he's just hurt. Injury. Exactly, bro. You was just hurt, bro, did last year. And he's 33 years old. He's not LeBron James, 33 years old, neither. You know what I mean? He's a right. smaller guard. He's not, you know, he's definitely, I mean, he has been injured before, you know what I'm saying? And for him to ask for a max, I understand that you got to secure the bag for your family. I'm not mad at him for that. I just don't understand the Houston front office, bro. Like, I understand, you know what I'm saying, that you feel like you was one game away from making it to the finals, but I feel like teams are going to continue to re-up. Obviously, you didn't know what up. Still exactly, play bro. And, and the Warriors, there. you know what I'm saying, the way – I mean, they're stacked. So, you don't know that he would have, you know what I'm saying, been – been the turning point. I think that they would have won. I I will I will go out on the limb and say that. But I just feel like for you to be one game away and for him to not play the last two games, causing y'all to not win, and then for him to come to the front office and say, "All right, look, you feel me? I know I'm probably the reason why we didn't make it, but I need four year one hundred sixty million. That don't make sense to me. I I don't think that's how that went down, though, Tuan. I mean, how how else, bro? Houston's GM was adamant on saying that the money didn't matter. It hasn't mattered to him for two years. It's beating Golden State. They were going to throw whatever Chris Paul wanted at him. But four years, bro, I understand if you want to If they really thought they could get LeBron, they had to wipe that whole roster clean and threw whatever LeBron wanted at him. But, like I said, bro, but you're about to pay Chris Paul – at 37 years old, he about to get 44 million. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they had to throw that much at him. Yeah. It's the same thing with OKC. They have said that they're willing to spend any amount of money to beat Golden State. They didn't say on any type of player. They said to beat Golden State. They're just doing what they think they is best. Jeremy Grant got 27 A waste million. Of money. But do you think, like, like, like Izzy said, though, do you think that they had to give him that much money from the state? He said from the beginning that he was taking the max. If he wasn't going to get it from them, he was going to get it from the Lakers. And now- so you think they could have gave him like two years? Yeah, bro. Years I just, bro. No. My thing is this: I understand that you feel like y'all was one piece away, and he was there, and y'all was almost there. But do you think that it makes sense for a thirty-three aging six-foot point guard, even though it is Chris Paul, he is great, he is a legend, he will go down in the Hall of Fame, but for him to be injury prone? And it doesn't seem like he could play a full season because he missed 24 games in the beginning of the season and then missed the last two when it mattered. And then you ask him for the max. Like, it just, I just don't feel like his resume showed that he was worth that. Yeah, and he's, I, had, he's had injuries in LA too. Like, I, I mean, if I'm offering him a contract, I'm bringing that up personally. Exactly. Like, we got to be I, real, bro. Like, you want the bread. Well, I need production, and you ain't really providing that. Like he's a killer in in the in the regular season, and I'm not saying that he played bad in the uh, postseason, but being injured is a stat, bro. And I just feel like that matters. And like I said, for him to be an undersized point guard, he can't guard Steph Curry. He do be getting broke off. So I just feel like all that mix, bro. I just don't think he was worth the bread. Well, I feel like he took. <laughs> I think if they had offered him the two year. 60 million, like like the, the Warriors offered KD. I mm. think it's a possibility he could have took that and said, okay, I'll just prove myself. If we go out and beat Golden State next year, I'll take this one and one this year. I'll get paid $30 million with the option to opt out next year. If we go out and beat Golden State and, and go to the finals, oh, you're going to pay me regardless. And I'm a year older now. 
That's I'm interested. So I'm still going to get that 130 something million or 160 million. So you think they just accepted the first deal that he that he asked for? I think Chris Paul, if his agent is really the dude from the State Farm commercial, that nigga deserve a raise. Simple as that. Well, I feel like his agent went in there and he got him paid. I feel like I feel like they did not. Like I feel like that they offered him less money initially. I do. I, I truly do. Because mm-hmm. because the same way that we can see that he was injured and you know what I'm saying, things of that nature, I'm pretty sure the front office can because they have a you know what I'm saying a first person view. So I feel like they offered him less money, but I feel like the way things was going down, you know what I'm saying? Obviously they probably got a hint that Brown was going to LA. You know what I'm saying? Possibly Chris Paul could have did the same thing. They don't really have nobody to replace Chris Paul um and what he does bring to the table playing playing alongside the MVP James Harden, but I feel like initially they didn't want to spend that much money, bro, but I kind of feel like they was in the corner, and I feel like they did see how far they went with him. Uh, but like I said, man, for a 33-year-old aging point guard, bro, as good as Chris Paul is, he's injury prone, he's an undersized point guard, and for him to not be able to be on the floor as much as possible, you know what I'm saying, and for him to miss the last two games that really matter to be able to catapult you into the finals and more than likely beating uh, the Cavs in, in the finals if you get there. I just think that, bro, that has to take a toll on the money that uh, you receive. If I'm the GM, I'm not giving him $160 million. I just can't, bro. I don't think he's worth I it. Well. This is my opinion. I don't know. But, but my, why you say uh, – well, I think somebody said that the Paul George uh, deal surprised them. Yeah, that, that I, I thought it just surprised me because last year you said he was going to go to L.A. And especially with – I'm sure him and Braun talked – I'm sure he knew Braun was going to L.A. I just thought that would uh, entice him to join there because he's from there and everything. So why you think – so, like, what What do y'all think changed? And the fact, the fact that Kawhi started to become on the table, the Lakers is like, this yeah, is who be. we want now. I mean, PG is the clear-cut number two in OKC. Yeah, but – yeah, but they lost first round to the Jazz. That no, but I'm saying he's the clear cut number two in OKC in LA. If they had made that trio work, he he's number three. Especially with the injury he he came from, he's only getting older. He's he's not going to get better. His numbers is already declining. That's true. So like you always take the big payday. This is like it's fun to say, oh well, he left money on the table to go win championships and such and such. No, they don't. They they just don't because the what they leave on the table is years. They ultimately give themselves a chance to go make that money with another team. Right. PG's never going to have that opportunity again. When these three years is up, I guarantee Oxium is not going to get the supermax in L.A. or wherever he decides to go after that. He's just not. At the end of this, he'll be 32, 33 years old. So, OKC was offering him the most money. Is that right? OKC would have gave him five years if he wanted it. Mm. And they could have offered him 30 million more than any other team. He's never had a payday like that. Yeah, now honestly, if I mean, if I'm Paul George, I would have definitely took the money too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at him. I got a little girl. I got a family. You know, I I got a house in LA. I'm not there 365 days a year, but even if I was in LA, I wouldn't be at my house 365 days a year. 
Right. So essentially, he'd be spending the same amount of time there in the off season that he's going to spend during the season. Right. I I just thought he would go to L.A. because because he had said he wanted to go there. I obviously the money is in OKC, no doubt, but I just I it just surprised me with the way he was talking the year before, and and then on top of that, they lose first round to a not very good Jazz team. I the team it. doesn't work. And I, I'll be 100% honest why the team doesn't work. It's because Melo. No, I don't agree. I, I think it's because of Westbrook. I, I do. I just think. I, I don't think Westbrook is. the, the Well, no, I don't think Westbrook knows how to play with a player like Melo. You can play with a player like PG because they let him ISO. Westbrook don't know how to play with nobody, bro. He know how to play with how himself. Like he said, Sporting is my best friend, bro. It don't matter who out there. Like I respect the fact that you know what I'm saying they was offered the, uh, they they was offering Paul George the most money so he kind of got bailed out in that regard but honestly I don't think it had nothing to do with Paul George playing with Westbrook because it don't got nothing to do with you winning because like as you said they lost in the first round so you talking about when the championships is the most important thing you would not have stayed in the OKC I feel yeah. like I feel yeah. like if you if you watched enough of the games you what you seen was Melo played Pat the role that they had panned out for Patrick. Patterson. Go to the corner. If you're open, we'll pass it to you. PG, if you just look at Russell and and PG, they will resemble Harden and like they're like a poor man Harden and Chris Paul because they would get the ball, they will ISO, and if Russell passed it, he only passed it to Adams. That's how 60% of his uh, assists came. He, no one else would hit the shots because they didn't expect the ball. Right. Yeah, I mean, he Russell took forty three shots in a closeout game in the in the playoffs, and and, that, and everybody praised. That's crazy, bro. Like that's, they were praising how Grant was playing, which is how he got this twenty seven million, not realizing that Grant was getting garbage buckets. Yeah, he was. Somebody he was would miss, and Grant would get the layup because Adams would be out of position. And my, I know you like Westbrook, bro, but we have to address what Izzy just said. Bro, he shot 43 shots. In a, in a playoff game, a closeout playoff game. Dude, I would have left right then. Bro, oh, you yeah, know what's crazy? Sure. Like, I don't agree with that at all. And I feel like 70% of that is on Russell, but 30% of that is on Billy Donovan. Because I'm, you I'm have no control over that team. Whole, he took That's more three the whole team combined. Bro, no. What's crazy is he shot 19 threes, right, in that game. Nobody shot that many shots in a game. Right. That's, That's crazy to me, bro. First of all, you ain't Curry. So why are you shooting 19 threes? You, you don't hit threes at that type of clip. Yeah, bro. I don't, bro. Listen. Listen, for as bad as Melo played this season, he had his best three-point shooting season this year. PG also had his best three-point shooting season this year. Russell went down. Bro, I think, I think, I think, uh, Melo, I mean, I think that he is an aging star kind to put him in the uh, Chris Paul, even though he's not injured, injured or nothing like that. I just think that he's just, you know, slowly declining. He's been in the league a long time, but I think that he got a little too much blame because, I mean, I was even a, a victim of it, like blaming him a little too much, bro, because I, I, I really think it takes a special cat to even try to coincide with, 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 with Russell, bro. The fact that PG was averaging 20 points a game, like, I have to respect that, bro. Like, I feel like Melo thought that he would get more shot opportunities, like just wide open shots, 
because Westbrook uh, demands so much attention. But I don't think it went down like that. And and, and uh, I feel like they were uh, talking Mello, about sacrifice. All three of them had to sacrifice. Yeah, I feel like Melo sacrificed didn't too sacrifice much. Anything. No, no bro, and, and he won't. That's what's great. He will not sacrifice, bro. Because it's it for like legit purposes. If you get a hundred possessions a game, and you have three players like that. Or like, who have been held to that standard in the NBA for as long as they have? It's right. no reason why those three players shouldn't get fifteen to eighteen, and right. there's still enough shots to go around to the rest of the team. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think honestly, I do blame Russell for for the majority of it, but I think a lot of it comes down to mentality, bro. Um, I think Kevin Durant's the second best uh, small four ever, in my opinion. However, the fact that you're just letting Russell take over in games, bro, like that. And then even with Paul George and Melo, like, you got to be able to be mentally strong, bro, to come to him. Like, bro, you need to chill out. And I feel like nobody has been able to do that yet. And I feel like Russell is such a dominating personality that he doesn't care what other people think. And as a man, I have to respect that. You know what I'm saying? Even though it's not – it doesn't result in in the best formula on on the court. But the fact that he's – bro, he, he goes out there and plays 100% and doesn't care what nobody thinks. I feel like if other players had that mentality, I feel like – Okay, see, would have had a ring by now, but I don't think mentally Kevin Durant's strong enough, Paul George is strong enough, Melo is strong enough to kind of check uh, Westbrook. So I think it still results in him just doing whatever he wants. So I think it is Russell's fault in the regard that he does shoot a lot, obviously, and stuff and things like that. But his mentality is so strong, bro. Unless he gets with somebody that that matches that mentality, he's gonna continue to do the same thing. I think that has to be a coach though, because a locker room, the whole idea of a locker room is to stick together. So if you had two guys come into a locker room that were foreign to the situation, true, they didn't know how, how it was in that OKC locker room. You can see on the court that Russell is a dominating personality. Yeah, you can see that. But in the locker room, like, okay, this is our locker room. But first of all, we gotta listen to the coach. Russell not even listening to the coach. But my, come on, let's let's. Let's keep it real here, bro. This is the NBA, and it is a business. The players run the league. I, I understand you... that, but let's look at the organizations who have been the most successful in the league and uh, just throughout the history, and you will always find a dominant personality at the coaching hands because you can say Magic Johnson was a great player, and he was, but he had Pat Riley coaching him, and we know Pat don't play. True. So, and you can say that Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan was a great player, but he had Phil Jackson. He and, did. And Phil, Phil set Rodman. Phil traded Rodman twice. But how many? But how many coaches are like that? Are you? Are you? Are you saying that coaches like have to adopt that that mentality? Is that what you're saying? I, I think the coaches that are like that today gets fired because the owners take the side of the players. They're, and they always coach, will, bro, because the because the players are the cash cow. And I understand that, but there's one coach that probably makes just as much money for the organization as the players did, and that's Greg Popovich. True, because people show up to see Greg just as much as they showed up to see Tim. I mean, yeah, I mean, he does. I and agree, I man. Like, I feel like I, I feel like it does follow on the the coach, obviously, as well. Uh, but right. I just think that a player is going to respect a player, like. Like, an all-star player is going to respect another uh, all-star player's mentality over a coach. That's just how it is. Like, and that, that's because you can relate. Because that, it's that bond. 
exactly bond with each other, it doesn't matter. The team. You you heard the reports that LeBron was texting KD this summer, right? Do y'all believe you guys that? should be enemies. Do y'all believe that? No, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't know. I, I I have no reason not to believe. I maybe the conversation what wasn't what people was making it, but I do believe they text each other. Because, I feel like Stephen A. Smith. I don't believe he was trying to join up, bro. I don't believe that because I believe that KD would have been like. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but in a sense, like even if Jay wasn't <laughs> in a sense, let's think about it. KD could have took the the full max this year and got five years. He right. took two years with the option to opt out next year. I think LeBron he out after this. Said he sees this as being a process in LA. I think uh, Kevin Durant's out after this, bro. Yeah, I think so too. And and who's to say he doesn't go to Los Angeles to go play with LeBron? And who That's would not watch the NBA Phoenix. if they seen that, bro? If Kevin Durant do that, bro, I will. Phoenix. I will. Exp- I will. I will. I will milk every resource possible to find him, bro. But That's you will watch, corny. though. Huh? You will watch. I mean, I'm a fan of basketball, so I'm going to watch regardless. Exactly. But I just think it's because sad, that, bro. That, that's going to make for the best basketball. KD is going to Why Phoenix? Phoenix, man? Hey, y'all, I'm about to get off here. My lunch break over. I got All, right, All right, Ed. All right. Appreciate you being real All for 40 minutes, bro. Hey, I appreciate nice, you having me, bro. All right, y'all. Uh, just just a quick expectation. Uh, what do y'all think the expectations for uh, the Lakers are? Yeah, this year, as it stands AC. now, I give them six. But keep in mind that technically, I mean, when LeBron signed, free agency's over. Let's 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 keep it real. Like the the season's over now. Now you're just gonna have a bunch of little pieces connecting, like the dots to. Just keep the storyline yeah, going like until next season. So we gotta wait for Demarcus Cousins. I feel like that's when it starts, though. What you say, Jay? I feel like that's when it starts after LeBron. No, don't nobody move exactly. right. LeBron song. So now we gotta wait for to see where Demarcus Cousins go, which I personally think he should stay. But I can see what. I don't think they really. I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Not. Me personally, I wouldn't want him to stay, and I love Demarcus Cousins. But bro, you see what Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday did to Portland, and you like, man, we get some more pieces around him with that money. We would spend on Demarcus Cousins, and we'll be yeah, all right. We can do something. It's terrible. It is terrible. Yeah, and Horrible. I mean, but I mean, if they have thirty million dollars to spend. I, how can you really spread that? Because they legit need three guys like, off the bench. Yeah, they do. I don't and think they, they're title contenders, though. You know what I'm saying? Rondo I think they'll didn't compete, sign a long term. I believe he's a free agent again. So they, they if they want to keep him, they got to give him money. Yeah, I don't think he's going to demand too much, though. He ain't Chris Paul. He ain't, he ain't, I mean, he ain't I see like him that. around like $9 million a year, which is yeah. fine. I see that, but if, if he takes nine million, now you got twenty one to spend, and you still probably need three players on that bench. Yeah, you ain't getting three players with twenty one million dollars. So, nah, it, it, it's hard. I mean, I am interested to see. You know what I'm saying? What what the Lakers do? I think it's gonna be weird seeing Brown in another uniform. I was really hoping that he stayed with the Cavs, bro, just because I feel like you know. 
I to me, it just looks kind of corny. You kind of hopping from team to team, you know what I'm saying? And especially him being as good as a player as he is, even though the era has changed, you know what I'm saying, where is just moving freely. Um, it's kind of a player mobility aspect of it. Uh, so I understand that, uh, but I just personally felt like LeBron kind of already submitted his uh, his uh, legacy. You know what I'm saying? People are pe- people are going to say he's number one or number two um, in history. So I was kind of content with him just just uh, staying at the cab, stacking up the stats. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of how many yeah. times he lost in the finals, like I didn't it, me me personally, like I said, that just that just didn't really affect how how I viewed him because I think he's the best wherever. So I I was just kind of already stuck like all right, but look, he's already greatest. So just stay where you at, kind of kind of build a legacy uh, with with the Cavs. But for him to kind of move there, it kind of it kind of makes his his career look a little different. But I mean, it kind of seems like it's kind of being perceived and being uh, accepted more uh, this time around. I do respect that he didn't just make a huge spectrum spectrum about it. You know what I'm saying? And while I don't kind of do the little. One hour special, the, the way he did the first time when he went to Miami. Which so was my only knock against him the first time, right? That special. That was the only thing I had a problem with. Yeah, he got paid. He definitely got paid, and he donated a lot of that to to a charity. So as far as the community, it wasn't even the charity in Cleveland, Juan. It was the one in Miami. So what? Man? He left his whole town bankrupt, and then he. Gave them niggas a billion dollars when they, when they when he went back, and now Columbus got to go save him again. True, I think we Thanks should just cut lot. Cleveland off. Thanks like, a like make them an island, bro. I don't to, want them to be a part. We of need to island, build bro. a railroad system. <laughs> we need to build a railroad system, and just make them part of Columbus. Yeah, bro, move the Browns here, bro. Give us a team, the Cavs. <laughs> it's, it's just a wasteland, bro. When you go there, it's just them, and then it's like. Two or three arenas. It's the Indians, the Cavs, and the Browns. And then everything else is just a wasteland. Like, they need to just get rid of Cleveland altogether, bro. It's tough. For real. (laughs) So, what what else do y'all think will happen in the league this? Like, do y'all think the Lakers are done? Um, I see their starting five looking next year. I mean, I think Ball will be the one. Bron will obviously be the three. Um, you think they're gonna I keep ball? I don't. I, I think this year will kind of be an experiment to kind of see how him and Bron Cole reside together. Uh, I think next year, though, I think the whole team's being cleaned out. That's why I think Bron signed the four years because I think he knows this year is kind of an experiment year. Uh, but I think next year is when they'll really be title contenders. I think Magic is is. Going to try to take full advantage of all four years or three and one if he's yeah, willing to sign another year. And he has a point in a sense that LeBron has really set himself up to to a lot of business opportunities in Los Angeles now, besides just being an actor during the offseason. Yeah. I mean, he could team up with Magic on a couple ventures, to be honest. Oh, and, I, 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 I I definitely feel like this wasn't just a basketball move. Bro. Yeah, you know this what I'm saying with his... a, a life sustaining life after basketball move for him, I believe. Yeah, because with his kid that... going to uh, Sierra Cannon, uh, that's a high school in a uh, in uh, L.A. So that's and, uh, and that's that's definitely a prominent program. You oh, know yeah, what I'm saying? Where they yeah. created players like that. I think uh, Marvin Bagley went there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. the fact that you know what I'm saying, I definitely think it's a move for, for his kids, years. his family, you know what I'm saying, his wife as opposed to basketball as well. And like you said, my as far as business ventures go. So I'm not mad at the move. I just personally, like I said, from a basketball perspective, I kind of just wanted him to stay in the uh 
and the uh, Cavs uniform and kind of just make the uh, East competitive, you know what I'm saying, regardless of if he was losing in the finals. I think it's going to be weird because I don't think the Lakers if, – if this is it, I don't think the Lakers are going to be able to uh, make it to the ship this year. So I think it's going to – I mean, it's, it's going to be weird, you know what I'm saying, with Brown making it to eight consecutive finals. I think it's going to be weird to kind of see him – not in the finals this year. You know I, I think mean? Magic but, is going to try, though. I really do think he's going to I try. think he will, but I don't think there's really – I mean, unless you – I mean, what is he going to get? I mean, if he gets Kawhi, I mean, then I think we're having a different conversation. But Well, it, even if he got Kawhi, he probably not going to get him until February. That's just my opinion when the Spurs absolutely know that it's no saving that relationship. Right. And Kawhi may even taint it even worse. He can say he's still not healthy, like, like I was telling Izzy earlier. He could he could pretty much sit out another season if he wanted to. He wouldn't get paid, but obviously the money's not that big of a deal to him anyway. He's still driving. Yeah, like ninety four Tahoe, bro. Yeah, bro. I he don't doesn't. Think he really, he really about does not care Plus, about money. The money's like gonna that. come. I respect that though, because they were talking about uh, Jordan Brand was trying to sign him, and they were gonna make him second. Highest paid under Russell. Russell makes eight a year with Jordan. They were going to give Kawhi like around five or six, and he said no. He said he was worth more than that. So uh, Kawhi said that. Yeah, I think his uncle said that, not not him. Well, that's the person he's been listening to, though. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I think he's not playing now, bro. Man, Kawhi can't sell no shoes, bro. Kawhi is a great player, but he can't hear. Yeah, he that's what I'm saying. You don't tell, I don't think you tell Jordan, no. It got to <laughs> be a fire design, bro, for him to sell shoes because him as a personality is not selling that there. Like, you going to put him on a commercial <laughs> just straight. Quiet. <laughs> Ain't even going to be no music in the background. Bro, it's just going to be him sitting. It's just, just going to be a white background, and him sitting in between the girl's legs, getting his hair braided. Exactly. That's all it's going to be. I'm talking <laughs> Hey, it's the hood will buy. But, yeah, I feel like a strawberry like, commercial. I'm just looking at how the other teams are shaping up, and I see – I'm not saying opportunity, but I see a bunch of players who may try to make their way into L.A. just for one-year rentals because LeBron is there. I mean, right. like I said, the way OKC is moving this summer, I think they buy out. No, I don't they see so. – I think he either goes to Houston or L.A., because in L.A., he'll be able to spend more time with Lala, as you know. She is an mm. actress. She goes between New York and L.A., so. Queen. Yeah. Melo's tired of Lala getting tight down on He's fed up. <laughs> so, like, he'll, he'll be able to spend more time with his daughter, and, I mean, with his son. Uh, well, technically his daughter now, too. But uh, <laughs> L.A., he could go to L.A., he could go to Houston. I think even like I think Dwight may have burned bridges, and they're saying he's going to end up in Golden State. Now LA looks like a possibility because they really don't have a center. For they a, really for, don't for a one year rental. That's true, and I, I kind of feel like Dwight kind of kind of understands his role now. You know what I'm saying? When uh, it, when I went over to LA, he was still better. kind of like a, a dominant big. So I think now he understands. Think, like, all right, bro, look, I'm not a star, so. I'm going to just get rebound, you know what I'm saying, play defense. So, that's I think that that would work. Like this, this is the around. best that Dwight has played in the last, like, five years, and solely because Mitch Kupchak is the GM of the Hornets now, you knew he wasn't staying. Yeah. I saw that L.A. had got a, a, a meeting with Clint I seen Taylor. that, too, but that would be big. 
I, I mean, I feel like LeBron can connect with any player, and I, I, I do believe Clint Capella is better than uh, Tristan Thompson. I do. Oh, 100%. Yeah, bro. but I just think Clint has something special with Harden. And yeah, I think does. we've seen it, like, over the last two seasons. Like, they, they could be something. Like, I would try to keep that together if I was Houston. Like, be together? <laughs> nah, they could do that too, but that's, that's gay. Man, listen, Monty, don't judge on my podcast. Listen, man, I, I ain't got nothing to do with art <laughs> in this sexual lifestyle. All right, y'all, I kind of want to uh, switch segues real, real, real quick to the uh, portion of the podcast where it's NBA comparison. Uh, this week, I got Kevin Durant and Carmelo Anthony. Um, I chose them two because, obviously, uh, they're prolific scorers. Uh, I feel like uh, the makeup of their career is kind of the same. Uh, so I kind of just wanted to compare them two. Uh, so as far as points goes, uh, it's pretty close. Durant averages 27 uh, over his career. Carmelo averages 24. Rebounds, Durant averages 7. Melo averages 5. Um, both of them are not really passers. Durant averages 4 assists. Uh, Melo averages 1. Um, All-star. Uh, appearances, Durant got nine under his belt. Melo has ten. Uh, scoring champions, uh, Durant got four of them. Melo has one. And obviously rings, Melo doesn't have any, and KD does. Uh, he has two. Um, so when you're comparing these two players, uh, I obviously think, in my opinion, uh, out the gate, like I said uh, previously, um, throughout the duration of the podcast, I would definitely take KD. I think he's the second best power forward ever, or our small forward ever behind uh, LeBron. Um I think Melo, uh, I think initially, man, I think Melo, when I first seen Melo play, I, I, I definitely thought that he was the best scorer I've ever seen uh, until uh, KD kind of came into the picture. Um, I think if you look at the two uh, players' career, I think it was pretty even until KD went to uh, Golden State. Obviously, the rings catapult his uh, career higher than Melo's. Um, I just don't like the way Melo has kind of fizzled out uh, over these past couple of years. Uh, the scoring champion uh, difference kind of surprises me in the fact that, like I said, Melo has been viewed as a scorer. I mean, Durant is as well. But the fact that Melo only has one and, and KD has four, I think that kind of separates the two for me. Uh, because if you're supposed to be a scorer, man, Melo has been on some bad teams. And he's always been the, the, the first option until he went to OKC. I just kind of feel like he should have a little more than just one uh, for, and for Kevin Durant to have four. Um, they're both kind of efficient. Uh, Kevin Durant shoots 52% from the field, Melo shoots uh, 51 uh, over the course of their career. So they're both efficient, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think you can go wrong either or. Uh, but I think if you're just comparing the two, I definitely think that they have some similarities. But uh, I think defensively, I think KD's better as well. So I would definitely take KD uh, in this uh, NBA comparison matchup. Uh, who would y'all take? Now, Now, now before I ask opinions, um, I have to let my audience know that Monty is a diehard Carmelo Anthony fan. Uh, so he's kind of biased, uh, but he is a realist as well. So who would y'all take in this comparison? I'll let Jay go first. Oh, Lord. Are you talking about career-wise or are you talking about – Nah, just, just career, career. Uh, I'm going to take KD because um, the facts don't lie, man. Four scoring titles, that's impressive. Uh, he's also like the things beyond the, the stat numbers like He's kind of unguardable, bro. He's he's six ten, probably like seven honestly. Lanky, bro. He got he got handle, adequate handle. He can get he can score at all levels. And uh, I just think he's a uh, he's a more he's a better scorer now that 
he came into the league. But be, like you said before, I I did think the same thing about right. Melo. Uh, I will agree with you, both you guys. Actually, uh, I have grown to become more and more of a KD fan. Uh, I was especially in OKC. I I don't know if I ever told y'all that, but they were like my second favorite team behind the Knicks with Melo. Uh, I I think the game left Melo. Uh, he didn't adapt to the changes, and I mean, I I even started to think that the game left Kobe. But the thing is, he was damn near forty years old, so it it was time for him to lead the game anyway. The uh, game has become more of a pass, uh, pass to shoot. So you know, every player is touching the ball down, down, down the floor or in a possession. Uh, you got a lot of interchanging parts. You know, you have a five that could play the three through five in some cases, like with AD, for example. Uh, I mean, you got bigs that can handle, and you got. Even with guys like uh, Jokic and and these European players who have taken the game to another level with their shooting abilities and passing abilities, the game is just it. It left mellow. It's not an ISO game. I do think ISO is still a good, like can still be a good weapon. I just don't think it can be used as much as a player like Melo would need to use it and. He's really just too old to be running around like J.J. Reddick coming off of picks and stuff, spotting up. Not to mention he's not that type of of player. He needs to dribble to get his shot off. So, I mean, he does good, like the trail threes and things like that. He's not bad in in that position. But ultimately, if you put a Carmelo Anthony on your team, you put a mid-range player on your squad and that's just not where the, the game is going. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, like I guess like I said, I feel like K D uh obviously they're both scores like like a mock kind of reference though uh, Melo's kinda of, um steak and potatoes is kinda of, you know what I'm saying in the mid range level of the game. K D yeah. honestly I don't really think that he has he doesn't um, have any limitation. Yeah and KD he doesn't really have no any uh, specific spot to be honest with you I think any anywhere outside of thirty, man, you got a garden. You know what I mean? And I think that uh like like a J Con, the reference for him to be seven foot and to have the range that he has, to have the handle that he has, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just something that that we haven't seen, you know what I'm saying? So like I said, I think it's a good comparison and, and the fact that in my opinion for Katie to be the best score ever, for us to even have somebody that we can compare in a in a mellow, I think that speaks volumes uh about Melo's career and his game as well. So it's no disrespect at all to Melo. Uh, because I definitely think he's going to be a first ballot Hall, all the famer. Uh, but if you're comparing the two, I just think KD, like I said, is on is on another level, man. And and I personally think if uh, LeBron James didn't exist, um, I think that KD will have a lot more respect in uh, regards of the NBA community. But I mean, obviously, like I said, I mean, there's really nothing that he can do. He just uh, came so. in too close to LeBron. Exactly, bro. Exactly. I think that he could be. Um, a generation's game yeah. changer, you know what I'm saying? If you get a KD in that class with like Tatum in them, you're yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, KD, you're, you're talking about a hey, in a couple years. He's a monster, bro. Oh, yeah, like yeah, that would be so. his league. You know what I'm saying? But he was just kind of close to LeBron. But you know what I'm saying? The fact that he can't even compete with LeBron, I definitely respect as well. So, 
like I said, I mean, I think we all kind of uh, agree that this uh, NBA comparison kind of goes to KD, but both players obviously are phenomenal. So, um, kind of wanted on the podcast, I man. I just want to talk about you know what I'm saying shows and music. So shows wise, I've been watching the Marlon Show. Uh, I think it comes on NBC lately. Uh, it kind of surprised me in the regard that Marlon. I don't think uh, Marlon Wayans I'm referring to. I don't think he's funny in stand up at all. Uh, I think he's the least funny in stand up as far as the Wayne brothers go. Uh, but his show kind of surprised me. Uh, he definitely has some messages in there that uh, I respect. Uh, he definitely speaks about um, a variety of issues, whether it be race, uh, whether it be gender, things of that nature. So I definitely like that he uh, kind of touches those edgy topics. Uh, so I kind of like the show. Like I said, he is a little more funnier in a, in a, a sitcom aspect as as um, as regard to uh, stand-up. So I definitely respect that. Uh, so it's definitely a show that I would be looking out for. Um as far as music goes, Drake dropped his his, uh, his uh, new album. I think it's his fifth Ooh. studio. <laughs> his uh, fifth studio album, uh, Scorpion. Uh, I'm going to be honest, man. I don't think it was worth the anticipation. Uh, I think that it has some hits. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at it, but it definitely got some duds too, man. And, and I'm not used to Drake having as many duds as he did. Uh, he did like a kind of uh, a 1A, 1B uh, side uh, concept as far as his, his album went. Um, some of the heat that I personally feel that that, that is fire. Uh, song called "In My Feelings." Uh, that's how you feel is hard. Blue tint. Um, and then after dark is fire. Uh, with Ty Dolla Sign. Uh, killing the, the, the feature side of it. Uh, but Ty as far as it. huh, Ty saved it. Ty did, bro. Ty out here, man. I think he's underrated, bro. <laughs> he out here for real. Hey, Ty Dolla Sign is the most neutral he man is, in bro. hip-hop, bro. And, and, he don't get involved in no beats, but he's never be too high, never too low, bro. Never. And, bro, I don't think he can really sing that well. He doesn't. I don't either, but he, he's he got, I don't know, he's got like a relatable yeah. kind of way that niggas, that, niggas, that niggas just feel like they can <laughs> right, sing I feel that way, it. bro. Like, when, when, when uh, I hear him sing, I'll be like, bro, I sound like this. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel too, bro. And I think that's, that's why true. we rock with it. That's true. And like, and like you said, like his, his image isn't bad at all. Like he don't really get in the beef. So, uh, but as far as the trash songs on the album, man, like Ratchet Birthday, bro, Drake's wilding with that. I, I, I don't know why he even made that song. I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. It may be the worst Drake song I've ever heard in my life, and that's real. I uh, refuse to listen to. I got bro. It's bad, bro. <laughs> like it's bad. It's really, really not a good song. So what's uh, the song he put Michael Jackson on? Man, that song was doo-doo too, bro. I didn't like it. Bro, I'm gonna be honest. I think Views was his worst album, but this this is up there, bro. Like it, but I think the thing that saves him is is the songs that I do rock with are fire. So, you know what I'm saying? He definitely has some like re repeaters, something that you can definitely play over and over. But bro, I'm gonna be honest, like are the good songs commercial? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he got a couple songs that's like, you know what I'm saying, kind of an underground type of feel where it's like, okay, you can kind of vibe to that, but uh, bro, the majority of them, bro, is commercial. He he, he kind of went with like the uh, the New Orleans bounce type of vibe. Uh, the song with Michael Jackson's called "Don't oh, Don't God. Matter to Me." Uh, I don't I don't I don't I don't like that song either. Uh, like I said, man, I mean, I think the album is like a, a solid C plus. I don't think it's phenomenal, but I don't think it's 
it's it's that bad as well. But I do think that he put the worst song ever that day's ever made on his album. So I think that kind of drops it for me. I'm telling you, if you if, if you haven't heard it, listen listen to it for a bad perspective, bro. Ratchet Birthday is the worst song ever. I really wish that I could sample it and then play it on here, but it's really the worst song ever, bro. I'm not I'm not to that CD. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to wait for a minute until Benson calms down about it so I can go in with an open mind. So I'm gonna listen to it probably uh today. Bro, I'm telling you, bro. Like obviously, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think it's fair to digest the album, you know what I'm saying, in like two days. But just 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 what I've heard so far, bro, I just I just it's 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 okay. Bro. I don't need much time. I know Monty is not a, a Drake fan at all. So he's kind of biased. I'm I Drake has good songs, but I feel like he never reaches his full potential in his songs. And I know that's hard for for like a fan to believe, but still in my eyes, the best song I ever heard from Drake. I can't even think of the name of it. It's been so long. But the one I know way too many people here right now. Oh, over. Yeah, that's that was the best for me because I feel like he went the hardest. Okay. I just I haven't had that same feeling from his music since that song. Man, what you mean he don't he, he don't reach well, his potential? What you mean by like, that? You gonna get that feeling? Like because you know, like we can say he has the ability to sing and rap, but I personally believe he should just stick to rap. That's that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if 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 you're going to stunt in your songs, and this is with any rapper, don't hold back. Like, so he's worth $80 million. You need to act like you're worth $80 million in his song. And in my opinion, he just doesn't do that. Oh, you saying like he don't, he don't, he don't, he don't stunt as much? Yeah, like, I because y'all, I'm, I don't care. I'll say it. Y'all know what kind of music I like. <laughs> I, I Instagram for as long as I can remember. I, I'm a gangster, <laughs> right. and I'm proud of it, Grandpa. Y'all better not fight, <laughs> man. <laughs> bro, that's the fire boogie song like, ever, bro. I need to hear that you was slanging it in full effect, like, <laughs> like you could El Chapo money, like. And that's personally why, to me, like I know everybody doesn't like him, but. I'm a huge Kevin Gates fan because when he when he raps like he talks about stuff that like intrigues me. Like I'm a big history fan, and one thing he talks about a lot is mobsters and gangsters, real life niggas, like that have been on TV for their crimes, like the John Gotti story. Right. I'm intrigued by stuff like that. So when I hear it referenced in a song and I'm like, yo, John Gotti really did that, I I, I think that's cool. All right. Like, I, I think it's cool <laughs> to pay homage to the history of your country if you can, res- like, some of the aspects that you can respect of it. Like, I know crime isn't something I should be respecting, but the truth is a big part of this country at one point in time was the crime. All right. It's still it was mobsters. Right. It, it, well, yeah, you got a point there, but like, he, uh, if you ever disrespected in this kamikaze, I just be with me a shooter like I'm John Gotti. John Gotti put a hit out on his boss. That's how he became the boss of the mob. Right. 
Mont had a Kevin Gates bar waiting for us. Nigga, Monty had a Kevin Gates bar. We didn't even connect it to that, Monty. You felt it. It hurt. Monty, don't don't say things on the podcast without ready to buy me, bro. It was great. Come on, you know, no, I don't appreciate that <laughs> at all. No, it was great because he he's telling the truth. Like, not for that, really what John Gotti did. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so much in the, the gangster rap personally. Uh, so that's kind of why I kind of really, I I like Drake singing part or aspect of it. Uh, but I think this album honestly was too much singing, bro. Like it's supposed to be like one A was supposed to be the rap portion. One B was supposed to be the singing portion, but we want to be honest with you, bro. It's like it's like twenty six songs all all together. It's like twenty singing songs. You know what I'm saying? So that's a lot. Yeah, of songs, it is bro. a lot, bro. But I just feel like it was a, too many songs I didn't vibe with. So, like I said, I'm trying to be uh, polite, and I think me being a, a fan of Drake is kind of giving him a C uh, plus. But I don't. I, I it it was bad, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't a fan. Uh, as much, I'm so glad Benson isn't on here because he'd probably delete all our numbers and spaz out and disrespect us. But uh, yeah, it just really was. It did. It didn't move me. I'm not gonna lie. But this is my personal opinion, man. Go check it out. You know what I'm saying? Fool yourself. Uh, I don't like being underwhelmed by people, bro. Exactly. That's how I feel. Like I kind of, you know, what I'm saying, was looking forward to the album, and it, it just, it just, it just, it just didn't move me. Bro. I'm gonna be honest. Which is why I'm. Like starting not to like Childish Gambino because I've been waiting for a album for entirely too long, and then every once in a while he'll put out a song. Where's the album? That man, that man is down the club right now. Mom. <laughs> that's yeah, true. That's true. yeah, he done with John. <laughs> Real ratchet folks, bro. Like he's he's totally Hollywood now, and I feel like we're I feel like the music world lost something because I think we need people like him in the music world. Just to kind of balance it. Right. Nah, I agree. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I understand where y'all coming from. I don't always want to hear about killing each other and things like that. But, and I know Drake provides that, which is why I understand why he has a lot of fans. I just think, like, the guys that I do like, they don't put out enough music. Yeah, that's the thing, man. It's kind of hard to be, like, substantial fans when it's like, the people that you fans of are like so sporadic, you know what I'm saying? With them, yeah, they got so much going on in yeah. their life, and more power, to right? Because you know they're they're making a living, but I just feel like the game could use a a a, a Donald Glover album, and it sucks that I have to call this guy instead. Of it's sad, Gambino, bro. But it's the truth. Like it don't say Childish Gambino on the Star Wars credit. Right. But I, I mean, I have, so, I have to respect him in, in, in the fact that he, that he has his hands in a whole bunch of things. But it's like you can't expect yeah. fans to just wait around. You know, what I mean, you kind of gotta, kind of yeah. gotta give us something. You know what I'm saying? In order to continue to be fans. But like I said, man, if if everybody out there, man, that, that hasn't heard the album, man, you know, if you don't take my my word for it, go ahead and check it out yourself. Um, I'm I'm I want I want to go out and say that, like I said, Ratchet Birthday is the worst song I've ever heard. Uh, so that's <laughs> one Drake. You feel me? So. Uh, but yeah, man, that's it. Uh, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna say I, I appreciate all my homies for being on here. Jay, Benson, Ma, Izzy, uh, appreciate y'all, man. Uh, obviously, I'm gonna end with the prayer. Uh, Lord, really, Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for, for for my guests. Thank you, Lord, for just you know what I'm saying blessing us and in this movement. Bless all my listeners. Just continue to let your love and your presence and it will be felt um, in everybody's life and just help us Lord to get better. A service free to use, Lord. Um, in your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. 
Uh, and I am looking for sponsors, man. So anybody that want to sponsor the Open Minded Podcast, you want me to talk about any product that you got? Uh, I'm about to start filming my my, my, my podcast. So if you want me to wear any apparel, anything like that, man, reach out to me. Um, you can reach out to me via email. Uh, it's uh, A as an Apple, M as in Mary, zero nine seven eight one two at ohio.edu. Hit me up, man. Let me know. Like I said, anything you want me to talk about, anything you want me to wear, uh, I'll definitely take that into consideration. Definitely do that, man. Like I said, just throw me a couple of dollars. Uh, but I appreciate everybody listening. Like I said, I appreciate all my, my, my co-hosts on here, man. I'm definitely willing to do more uh, All-Star episodes if, if uh, my friends would, would uh, be friends. Uh, I definitely... You got to do one in person, bro. Man, listen, bro. We got to link up in person first, man. <laughs> so that's, we work on that, and then we'll do a, a, a episode, man. But I'm definitely working on getting my uh, studio together, in my in, uh, in uh, my spot. So it's definitely when that happens, man. We can definitely start doing things in person. But that's it, man. I appreciate y'all, man. It's the Open Minded Podcast, episode 18. Uh, and above all, man, stay open minded. Peace.